the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app too. Thanks for doing that. Had a kind of cloudy day happening today. 50 for the high, down to 30 with clear skies tonight. Sunny tomorrow and a high of just 45. Minnesota 19-13 over the Bears last night in Monday Night Football. In case you hadn't heard, we have a really popular contest going, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle. It's sponsored by Briner Chevrolet, which also sponsors our fine broadcast here, Briner's in Jenkintown. This Christmas Mortgage Miracle, just want to make sure you know about this. You could have your mortgage or rent uh, payments made for you for all of 2021, up to 15 k How sweet would that be? There are different ways you can get entered, and you can actually enter different uh, multiple ways and sharing on social media and that kind of thing, bonus entry opportunities. So just a quick word to the wise, heads up, get to WFIL.com when we get a chance and enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle. And uh, again, you can enter every day over the next month or so, multiple opportunities to win. It is a, it's easily and with good reason the most popular contest we have going all year because it's so uh, big and also so practical as that most folks could use that kind of help. Hope you had a wonderful day so far. We uh, have a couple of special guests today. Every now and again, we have an opportunity to intersect, if you will, with uh, kind of mainstream culture, pop culture, and that sort of thing. And today, you've certainly heard of, well, I should say this, you've, not just today, but you've likely heard of the program The Voice. There have been many talent shows on the air over the years, and The Voice is, has been on for quite some time. They are in season 19 now, and uh, we have a couple of guests who are still in the competition who uh, both happen to be believers. And so we're going to chat with both of them. Uh, one, her name is Dez, D-E-S-Z, who has quite a story, uh, including um, when she was 11, her mom passed away uh, rather suddenly. And as it turned out, just a few months before that happened, her mother had said to her, uh, whenever my funeral ever were to be, would you please sing this song? I know who holds tomorrow. And as it so happened, it was only a few months later, and this uh, contestant, Dez, at the time only 11, Sung at the funeral was her very first uh, kind of a public singing thing. And what a what a <laughs> you know situation to to quote unquote make your debut. And um, she's going on from there, and you know served God in a lot of other ways. And now she's uh, using her skills in this uh, voice competition. And another guest that we have a pretty cool uh, situation: a gentleman named Jim Ranger. And uh, Jim is uh, thirty eight, and he's a pastor. And uh, from Arkansas, I think he lives in uh, or, uh, California. He's going back and forth. And um, 
Anyhow, he's going to join us too. Totally different voice, but a very strong voice. And so uh, it'd be kind of cool to hear some of the uh, – I, I find this kind of thing fascinating to understand the process, you know, to become part of something like that. And at the same time, how you keep your feet on the ground, how you honor God and all that, and keep your perspective, use your gifts. There's lots to be said. And certainly you don't have to be on TV for this to apply. Whenever we have guests on, I'd like to try and think through some questions that uh, we could all learn from, uh, whether it's a skill and how do you do your craft or whether it's how you uh, stay faithful to God wherever you happen to be living and working and breathing. (laughs) So we'll have both Des and Jim Ranger from The Voice joining us, most recent winners in what's called the Battle Round. explain that a little bit for you too, how it works if you're not sure how the voice works. It's not super important that you know all that, but we'll spend a minute on that too as well. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and the WFIL app as well. Thanks for hanging out today. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 409, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. First of two guests joining us in a moment. Des is her name from The Voice. Uh, the hosts of The Voice currently, the judges, include uh, Kelly Clarkson, uh, Gwen Stefani, who was with a group called No Doubt, uh, John Legend, and Blake Shelton. And they all are in chairs in the opening round. They have these blind auditions where the judges have their backs to the contestants. And as the person sings, the judges decide based upon what they hear if they want to hit a buzzer and spin around and be able to proceed from there and possibly have that singer be part of their team. So all of the four judges are over a course of a number of weeks building their team. And then in the end, uh, they hope to be the, the judge that represents the ultimate champion. And so there's some other nuances. But the first thing that happens is the uh, the blind audition and what's called a, a you know how many how many chairs turn around. If nobody turns around, then you're done. Maybe just one judge turns around, sometimes all four, if you really do an amazing job. And in the case of Des, that's exactly what happened. Let me give you just the, the, the tail end of the song. She did a song called Unbreak My Heart by uh, Tony Braxton. This is our guest coming up in a second, Des. That's pretty good there. That's pretty strong, pretty heavy, <laughs> pretty good. And that's Des on The Voice just last week. And uh, we bring Des on the program. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Congratulations on your success so far in The Voice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. I like to ask uh, participants about their path to The Voice and what led them to trying out. Um, I'm thinking maybe it's most appropriate to start, if you don't mind, uh, just sharing about your mom and, and your singing when you were younger. Yeah, when I was younger, um, my mom was a big fan of competition shows. And around that time, when I was 11, that was about 2001, there was kind of only one out at the time, but we're not talking about that one right now. Yeah. But she was a big fan of it, and she she was a big fan of me, and she was she also was a vocalist and sang in college and, you know, had a family of uh, musical musically inclined uh, brothers and sisters. And so, you know, she always envisioned you know, me growing up and doing something like this in the world and showcasing my vocal ability to the world. But 
little did she know I was extremely shy and I just wanted to grow up and I wanted to be a homemaker like her. She's a homemaker. She, you know, cooked, clean, took care of us and was just a supportive wife and I and I wanted to be just like her. And unfortunately, as a uh, at, at a young age, you know, tragedy struck and she passed away. But before I remember having a conversation with her uh, about a particular song that she loved. And she was just like, you know, I want you to sing this for me and honor me. And little did I know as a young age, you think your parent is going to, you know, pass away when they're 100. And, you know, when yeah. you think that you will be ready. And she passed away. And um, I did I did that for her. And singing for her in that moment, it, it struck something in me. It, it, it literally ignited a fire. It was just like, it, it was traumatic to do. But I gained strength from that conversation. I gained strength from my family and from God, and I and I sang for her. And and every time I hit the stage, I gained that. I I gather that same strength. Hmm. I'm sorry for your loss. My mom passed away in 2015, and I but I still I visit her site, and I think a lot about how she very much lives on uh, in myself, my siblings, my kids. Yeah. Not not in a, a weird way, but just it's true the influence she had, and so. It sounds like that's that's definitely happening for you as you continue on with your singing, and and you did do that um, from that point, right? You, I, I read that you had become a worship uh, leader and and helped out at church too. So music took root fairly soon after yeah. that. Yeah, so I, you know I was eleven, going on twelve that year. I joined the youth choir, and I was on the youth praise team, and I was leading songs. And then as I became you know an adult, I went to school uh, at Prairie View A and University. And I started singing in the university choir, and when I left the university, I got my job as a praise and worship leader at um, not my original home church, but my, my youth pastor built his own church. And so I joined his church and became a worship leader there. And that's just not where I wanted my life to be. Even though I had a Christian background and I had a Christian upbringing, yeah. my desire was always to sing R&B, and I was extremely good at it. And I had a supportive I had a supportive family. I had a supportive pastor as well. I sang at um, lounges and bars and things like that, yep. you know, on the weekends. And I still did church on Sunday and nothing, I didn't, I didn't do anything that compromised my morale or anything that I, I came to him one day and said, Hey, I want to move to LA and I want to be a singer. And he was just like, listen, God has given you a gift for the world to see. He was like, go out there, you know, live your life. And he was supportive and let me go. And my father was supportive and let me go. To LA, and here I am. That's neat to hear. And as far as appearing on The Voice, what prompted you to even then go toward that direction and, and competing in terms of friends, family, or is it something you kind of on your own had thought, I'd like to give that a shot? You know, so The Voice, pre COVID, uh, they used to travel everywhere and do open call. And I'm not going to lie, I've done open call, I think, like three times for them, and I never even make it past, you know, when you're in a room full of 25 people and they say, okay, you sing, you sing, you sing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm getting those. And I was like, this is not for me. So I moved to L.A. and I'm doing my thing. And, uh, you know, we're going into COVID season, so they had to do things a little differently. Someone found me on Instagram. It was just, you know, I didn't know who they were for casting. And I, then I came in for a private audition. And it, it was, you know, audition for the executives because that's how they had to do it then. Yeah. And uh, they was like, yeah, I don't know how you put through the cracks. I said, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, cool, let's go. And then I got on stage and I auditioned and I prayed just for one chair just to say, and I got four. 
That's you did absolutely. Des is our guest, uh, one of the contestants on season nineteen of The Voice, which is currently in motion. And uh, we'll take a quick break, come back, and continue our conversation with her. Also, too, for the price of none, we have a second fine guest from The Voice going to be joining us a little bit later on. His name is Jim Ringer. We'll get to him in just a ranger, I should say, uh, coming up in just a couple moments here. Listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 419, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in today. Not one, but two fine guests from season 19 of The Voice, their current contestants. And uh, Jim Ranger will join us in a little bit. But uh, Dez joins us and most recently won in the, the second round, the, uh, the uh, battle round against... Uh, Joseph Soul. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, just the blind audition part to paint a picture. You have the four judges backs to you. Kelly Clarkson, uh, Gwen Stefani, no doubt, John Legend, and Blake Shelton. Their backs are all to you. And you're out there, and you're singing your song. What was going through your mind? I, I mean, what, I'm just thinking the difficulty of executing the song, performing... While you're processing who's turning around, who's not turning around. In fact, at one point, I think I saw that your your eyes were closed. Were you trying to shut that all out and just kind of do your job? Or Yes. So, you know, Kelly turned around and my eyes were open. And so I was like, okay, she's right there. Yeah. Right there. That, that's terribly clutched. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the audience at the top. And then John Legend turned around. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. Just close your eyes. you got to get through the rest of the song because you can't stare at these people in your face. Are you going to start shaking? I was just like, close your eyes. And then I was like, can't go on. And I opened my eyes and there was four people looking at me. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> ah, I did it. Yeah. And, and, and for a second, Blake Shelton's on, on the cusp. And then when you hit, I guess, the high note near the end, he's like, all right, I'm in. Boom. <laughs> so it was. Right. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> that was very fun. And then as far as the um, watching your family on Zoom, by the way, was, was hilarious. They were. <laughs> did she get the pick? Uh, my dad. <laughs> My dad, and then he had on headphones and he was yelling. He was like, she gets the pick? And he was like, yes. Like, but then afterwards, they were like, why are you yelling? Like, <laughs> take the headphones off. Yeah, yeah. That's... He, yeah, he, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> Then there's the battle round with Joseph Soul, and of course, you each brought something Ooh. to the table for that song. How hard is that to practice? I mean, you, you have to practice for quite a while together, and then you still know in the end that one of you is not going to make it. Although there's, you know, that one of you could get stolen by somebody else, and it helps to know that you know they may still be in it. But mm-hmm. how hard is that for you? This, it, okay, so it is difficult to come into a situation with someone that um, you you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? So you you're given this song separately. Or separately somewhere, you know, and we get this song where it's just like, okay, so this is our partner. Cool. Now we have to work it out. So the, the, here's the thing. When you go into, I believe in the law of attraction. I feel like what you put out is what you get is, is what you get back. So we go into this thing. Neither one, one of us is going home. You're dope. I'm dope. We're going to make this dope. And, and they got to keep both of us. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. And that's how we went into it. And that's what I told him. I said, listen. You're not going home. I'm not going home. One of us is getting stolen. I did not even claim a save. I said one of us is getting stolen. One of us is getting the opportunity to work with another superstar. 
point blank period. That's what's going to happen. He said, all right, if you say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And we went in and we made it dope. We, we put our creative minds together. Uh, you know, we fought on some things and we, we just got it done. You know, we, we became brothers and sisters in that short period of time. Because there was points where I was just like, now look. And he was just like, no, you look. And he was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So we became brothers and sisters in the process. And, you know, I love him for that. And I am, um, I am just amazed. I'm at awe every time I go back and rewatch it. And just like, man, I text him. I was like, dog, we did this. Like, we took this song and we flipped that thing. And, you know, we put it down. Like, yeah. it's dope. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great to make your acquaintance. Congratulations again, too. And by the way, I was reading through your bio. I guess you're you're in uh, Kanye's uh, Sunday service choir, and I bought his Jesus is King CD when it came out. Did you happen to sing on every hour, or have you since it's came, come out? That's an amazing song. <laughs> yes. So I was um, uh, fortunate enough to have the opportunity uh, and blessed enough to have the opportunity to sing on both albums, Jesus is King and Jesus is Born. Wow. I was on both. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. yeah that, that's a great, it's a great rendition, that whole record. So anyway, that's great. And uh, last quick thing for you, just one, one main positive thing that has happened for you so far in The Voice as far as just the experience behind the scenes, how the staff handles you or, the, or, or working with Kelly or whatever it might be. So you say one positive thing? Yeah. One positive thing is just the opportunity, period. The camaraderie amongst the contestant is amazing. Like the people that I have met and been able to befriend and the information that I've retained from just other contestants, like I'm new to the game and some people are vets to the game. And then some, something that I might know that they didn't know, or they know that I don't. And just the information that's being exchanged amongst each other is amazing. Like we're all helping me helping each other because there's room for everybody because everyone is an individual and everyone is uniquely made and uniquely designed for what they're doing. So it's like, you know, we're going to get one person that's going to win that grand prize, but we've all won, you know what I'm saying, yeah. amongst each other. And, yeah, so I, the, the experience with the contestants, like, yes, the experience with the coaches, but the experience with the contestants, these people that I wouldn't have known were from all over the country, and some of us are from another country. So it's like we're getting experiences from people almost all over the world. It's amazing. Des, it's great to make your acquaintance. God bless you. Congratulations again, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Des, uh, joining us, she is on Season 19 of The Voice, a current contestant. She won the blind, she's in the blind audition and got all four judges to turn their chairs and uh, all wanting to be on their team. She wound up choosing Kelly Clarkson, and then she uh, and then she's won the the uh, uh, battle round with another teammate on 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 that uh, uh, um, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's team. Sorry, my brain dropped out for a second, and uh, and proceeds. So they, usually the the show I think is Mondays and Tuesdays, and we'll see how far that uh, she goes on that. Uh, I mentioned though. When I was noticing and just reading through some of the material about Des, and I mentioned it there near the end of our chat, how she has spent some time being part of Kanye West's uh, Sunday Service Choir, it's called, and they perform on the very first song on Kanye's Jesus is King CD that came out a few years back, bought it. It's a short record. It's only like 28 minutes long, but I really like it a lot. And uh, it, it shows, you know, God works in, uh, can work in anybody's life and at any point. And uh, I thought I would play it for you. The song is less than two minutes, but this is the opening track to Kanye West's uh, CD, 
Jesus is King, and Des was just saying she is on this song, in fact. So this is another example of, of the gift of the voice that uh, God has given her. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. That's from Kanye West, Jesus is King City, the lead track that our guest just there, Dez, performed on. Dez, by the way, is spelled uh, D-E-S-Z, four letters, D-E-S-Z. And again, she's a current contestant on The Voice, season 19. We have a second guest who's also currently on season 19 of The Voice. His name is Jim Ranger. He'll join us. Uh, he's a pastor. It's interesting that they're all the contestants. There are a lot of folks who have at least had a church background. Doesn't necessarily mean they know Jesus personally as their Lord and Savior. But uh, we get opportunities to have some of these folks on every now and now and again. And I'm good having different people, uh, even if someone doesn't certainly doesn't know the Lord. We can get to know and maybe build a little bit of a bridge and all that. Uh, but as, as it turns out, uh, some of the folks that uh, we had an opportunity to look in to see if they'd be available uh, happened to both be believers. So it's pretty neat. And Jim's got a really cool testimony and story. So we'll get in with him in just a couple of moments. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for hanging out today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.33 on the Tim DeMar Show. How's it going? Thanks for listening in today. Do feel free to let a friend know about the program if you're so inclined. We're on every day, 4 to 5. Kind of cloudy the rest of the day. Eventually clearing out down to 30 tonight. Tomorrow's sunny and a high of balmy 45. Monday night football last night, Minnesota over the uh, Chicago Bears. 1913, former Eagle Nick Foles getting slammed to the turf in the last minute of the game and got injured pretty good. That seems to happen. It's a rough sport. I would not want to play it. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I like watching it with my popcorn on the safety of my couch. Hey, before we uh, get into our uh, next conversation here, just a reminder, we have a lot of prizes on our site. I love, not just I, our station. We love giving away prizes. Uh, it's just a lot of fun to be able to do that. Last month, for example, we had family talk with Dr. James Dobson as our ministry of the month. Every month, this is just one of the contests. We have a, a different ministry that we feature. This time in November, it's uh, in touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Last month, Dr. James Dobson was family talk. We had weekly winners. Uh, we had weekday winners. Dozens of them. I'm not going to read them all, but I just want to give you a cross-section. And I bring this up also partly so as you listen, you realize you're not alone. Radio is a private medium. You can listen to your car by yourself or with your head, your earbuds in, whatever, but you're not alone. You're part of something much larger. And um, so Valerie in Philadelphia, Elaine in Roslyn, Linda in Seacane, Susan in Warminster, and Michael in Drexel Hill. Those five were our weekly winners uh, last month in our Ministry of the Month. And some of the weekday uh, weekday winners— Included Paula in Chalfont, Rose in Willow Grove, Linda in Lansdale. You got to love alliteration. Patricia in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Lisa in Richboro. Judith in Langhorn. Vivian in Bridgeport. You had Carl in, or no, Carl, Carrie in Smyrna, Delaware. Dorothea, love that name, in Sicklerville. Tina in Hatfield. And Murray in Norristown. Plus, one of my favorite all-time towns to say, Cinnaminson. Silvana in Cinnaminson. That's just some of the winners we had last month. So 
I bring it up to encourage you as you listen to the radio station. Hopefully it encourages you to listen and hear the different programs we have going and know that you're not alone for that. Uh, also know you're part of, again, something much larger than yourself, and that's a great thing to be part of the body of Christ. And um, and also to enter because there are a lot of winners. Like it's not like only a few people win. I just read off like 20 names, and that's just one contest. So WFIL.com, have at it, have fun. Mention at the beginning of the show, one you definitely don't want to miss is the Christmas Mortgage Miracle. And that's where we're, we're teamed up with Brian or Chevrolet as they're sponsoring our, our program, but also this Christmas Mortgage Miracle. You could have $15,000 worth of mortgage payments or rent payments made for next year. Basically, we'll cover the whole thing for all of next year up to 15000 So just go to WFL.com. You see the Christmas Mortgage Miracle banner. Click through that. You can actually enter every day between now and the 20th of December, I think it's the 19th, and um, there are some bonus entry opportunities as well. That's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle, one of another a batch of contests. So that said, as you tune in now, uh, we've been uh, chatting with Dez earlier, who's a current participant and contestant on season 19 of The Voice. And in case you're not familiar, just very briefly, uh, The Voice has some qualifying things you do behind the scenes. And then if you make it to the stage, you start off with something called a blind audition where you perform and the four judges, Kelly Clarkson, Gwen Stefani from the group, no doubt, uh, John Legend and Blake Shelton, they have their backs turned to the singer. And you have a, it's a minute or two just to sing your thing and hope that at least one of the judges turns their chair around and, and shows an interest. Like, I, I want you to be on my team because each of the four judges is building a team of contestants. And then as the competition rolls along, they get eliminated. And the judge is, of course, hoping to teach them and help them, but also be the representative you know, of, of the eventual champion. So... When you're performing, it's kind of nerve-wracking in that blind uh, audition to see if anyone's going to pick you or, or one or two or however many. And then if you uh, get picked, then it goes from there where you have something called a battle round, and you're actually paired against somebody on your own team. And, uh, and one of the two of you gets booted, and the other one proceeds. Now, if you do get booted, it's possible someone can do what's called a steal. Another one of the judges can put you on their team. So uh, that's kind of the gist of all this, and... We're, we're glad to have uh, joining us one of the participants currently. His name is Jim Ranger, and uh, you've got quite a story to tell. Hello, Jim. How are you, my friend? I'm good, sir. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for hanging out a little bit. Uh, I'm excited to you, man. It's fun. Yeah. You know, before um, chatting about the latest experience you had with The Voice, I wanted to just uh, give you the chance to share a bit about you know, how you got connected to it in the first place. Sometimes people say, you really want to try this? And sometimes maybe you think, you know, you, it just occurred to you. Where did that come from in the beginning? Yeah, well, you know, I, it's something I've, everybody has asked me about, you know, in my circle. Like, why don't you go do this? Why don't you go do the voice? And uh, I just, I don't know, I never did. And then one, one day last year, actually it was two seasons ago for the voice, and I got online on the website and sent uh, in a video. And uh, so I clicked on it. I sent in a YouTube video. And uh, about a month later, I got an email saying, congratulations, we viewed your video. We'd like to invite you to a casting call. And that's kind of where how it all began. And then, uh, of course, COVID hit. and We didn't know if we were going to do anything. And, and, uh, but, but thank goodness they were able to figure it all out. And, and here we are today. That's great. Well, and then I, I like content. Yeah. I like context for things. Um, yeah. the, the blind audition uh, prior to the, the last you know, installment, um, just share for a second, you know, 
John, of course, you have Kelly Clarkson, Gwen Stefani, uh, John Legend, and Blake Shelton. They all have their backs to you. You're doing the Keith Urban song. Yeah. John turns almost right away. I'm thinking that takes a little pressure off you. What? Because, what you, you know, you, you have to keep doing the song, but you're also kind of processing what's happening with who's turning or who's not turning and not to get too excited or too disappointed or whatever. So what was that like for you, That those couple of minutes? Oh, my. Yeah. Well, first of all, most of it I blacked out for, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I It was the craziest experience I had. I've never experienced adrenaline like, adrenaline like that in my life. Um, but, yeah, as soon as John's chair turned, it definitely, there was a, a just a release that happened. And, uh, and that, that, that feeling of, like, you're so nervous getting up there. You don't know what. You know, they're turned around. They're just listening. So once the chair started turning, it was, it, oh, man, uh, I could have ran through a brick wall, man. I was so amped up. And uh, what a, what a it, yeah, what a crazy experience, man. It was beautiful. Well, and then you, uh, you obviously then you wind up choosing Blake and thinking through the yeah. process of, well, heading into, you know, getting to that, that point. I guess you think ahead of time who you might go with, or how much how much can you know before you actually are in the moment, and and, and based upon what they had to see yeah, in you too. It, yeah, it is definitely not. You think you can prepare for it, but like I said, the energy that happens in you when you're up there on that stage is is pretty intense. And so I, I had I had it in my mind that I I wanted to be on Blake's team, but obviously any any team would have been spectacular <laughs> to be on. Um, yeah, but. No, in that moment, it was it was hard to process, and uh, and so finally, I just had to stick with my gut because I couldn't I couldn't take it all in, and so I just was like, you know what, sticking with my gut, and uh, I'm going with Team Blake. Uh, but it was amazing. I mean, John did that whole Blake's a liar video. Yes, you know, he had this whole presentation for me, and uh, Gwen is just she's amazing. I'm a huge fan. So it was it was such a such a silly experience. Not only did I get to pick Blake, but I got to turn down John Legend and Gwen Stefani. How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and Gwen Stefani, although she might not naturally come to mind as someone who you would have paired up with, she, um, you know, with her musical background, actually has an intersection with you growing up, right, in, in Bakersfield and the, the hotbed of, of, of oh, some, yeah. right? So, uh, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the, on the episode, but, yeah, no doubt. I mean, she was... He was the queen, man. We 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 loved, no doubt, growing up in the nineties. I mean, it was it was uh, <laughs> yeah, Southern California in the nineties. It was no doubt was was on the top of the world at that point. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Jim Rangers, our guest. He is on uh, season nineteen of The Voice, and he's also a pastor. He's got a very interesting story. We'll keep that conversation going. That's why I want to knock out one more break. I also want to give you a snippet from his performance. The uh, battle round, which came second that he just won last week, to give you an idea of what this guy sounds like. Back with more in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 444, the Tim DeMoss Show, and WFIL. You're just tuning in. We're chatting with Jim Ranger. He's the second of two guests who are currently on season 19 of The Voice. And like Dez, D-E-S-Z, who started at the beginning of the hour, Jim's a believer. He's actually a pastor. And we'll chat about that with him in a second. But 
before that, I wanted to just give you a chance to hear Jim. And for context, again, he he was picked by uh, or he picked Blake Shelton to be his coach, as did a gentleman named John Sullivan. So after they've gotten to this round, they're the the battle round. It's actually two guys on Blake Shelton's team. John Sullivan and our guest, Jim Ranger, who are singing a duet back and forth. And uh, let's just give you a little sample, because when the song starts, it's kind of, you know, they kind of chill and do their thing. But then it builds, and this part begins with our guest, Jim Ranger's voice. So that's our guest, Jim Ranger, in the battle round with John Sullivan. Jim, like, knowing that you're going to, one of you is not going to to make it. You know, you work together on this, and then you you know that one of you's going to get cut, the other one gets to advance. Uh, what's going through your mind? Is that difficult, or? Yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely the most stress I've experienced. At the same time, it's, it's the most fun I had on the entire show. We were already kind of buddies. You know, again, we've been bubble because of the pandemic. We've had to be quarantined and all together. Yeah. Became friends. And uh, then when we got matched up, uh, we talked you know, look, you do, I'll do what I do, that we can make it. And so we kind of had that mindset the entire time. And uh, it, it really uh, definitely alleviated some of that tension. But in the moment, it is heavy, man, because you spend a few weeks together just working on a song and talking about life and getting to know each other. And John Sullivan is, is, has become one of my favorite humans, man. He's, just, he's such a beautiful soul. And, and so that was, that was definitely really tough. But uh, ultimately, we both knew what we signed up for. And so we were rooting each other on. And, and he's still, I mean, like, you know, we still talk. And it turned out to be a beautiful relationship because of it. But it was tough, man. It was tough. It's kind of Hunger Games-ish in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You kind of know only one will survive, you know? Yeah. And you could appreciate um, being a pastor. I was thinking Romans twelve fifteen says, Rejoice with yeah. those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So, Yeah, that's right, man. That was exactly kind of what we're doing, man. Let's just feel it together. Let's experience it together. And let's push each other so we can both be our best. Yeah. During your performance on The Voice, the show cuts away to a Zoom view of your wife and children. The sheer excitement, disbelief, the joy. How moving is that for you to see? Oh, it's everything. It is everything. I, she's, you know, she is, she is my favorite human on the planet. And uh, there's not even a close second. And then with my kids, man, I, I just, you know, for them to be so fired up and, and inspired, and then my wife, who is, she's an amazing support. I mean, we've been married 18 years, and, and never once has she ever shied away from me being a part of music or chasing dreams. And so to watch that and that excitement on their, their it wasn't just their face, it was their whole body. You saw them, you know, just jump around. And uh, to be able to share that with them, even though it's this weird time with the pandemic and they weren't able to be there in person uh, for them to be able to experience that and share with me in the moment. It was, it's definitely been my favorite part of this whole thing. 
I read this morning in Proverbs 17, verse 6, children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Talk about your dad and mom and the role they've had in training and raising you. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, music has been completely a part of my life since the day I was born. My mom and dad both are singers and songwriters and musicians, and, and, and so, you know, I grew up, my first early part of my childhood was being raised in a RV, traveling around the country as they did music at festivals and churches, and and so it was it was such a normal part of who we were. You know, even when we settled into Bakersfield, when my dad took over the church, I, I was probably 12 years old before I realized that not all families sing together. You know, <laughs> but mm. it, was, it was such a funny experience because it was such a normal part. So. They would coach us and help us, and my dad is a great songwriter as well, so he helped me learn how to craft songs, and especially later in life, I have not taken it for granted. I think when we were younger, I definitely took it for granted, but, you know, later in life, I, I, I hope to provide that same thing for my kids, not just in music, just in anything they want to pursue, is to have that type of encouragement that I had growing up, and uh, it speaks volumes uh, in, in someone's life to have that type of encouragement, and you see somebody doing what they were called to do and uh, makes you want to fill that and chase it. And so I hope to do the same thing for my kids. Jim, how how has your faith in the Lord come into play with regard to this whole experience, staying grounded, not getting a, a big head or whatever else, <laughs> you know, just what, or on any other aspect of, of how it, it's helping you um, appreciate and experience this in, a, in, a, in the best way possible? Well, I think you said it. It's staying grounded. You know, it doesn't let the highs get too highs, the lows get too lows. It's constantly understanding that my value has nothing to do with how well I do on this show. And uh, when you when you have that as your center, you know, it, it really allows you to just walk with confidence, but also a sense of adventure. There's no sense of entitlement when you know that you're a child of God and you know, life has its ups and downs, but either way, your value is always solely on the fact that I have a God who, who loves me. And I know it's just so simple, but there's there's no greater equalizer in your life than having that knowledge. And uh, and so walking through this whole thing, man, my faith, is just, it truly has kept me grounded. And it allows me to be comfortable in my own skin, even though there's hundreds of cameras on you and all these people and giving their comments about what they thought about your performance and how you look and how you, you know, carried yourself or whatever. It just doesn't let me get too amped up and it definitely doesn't let me get too down. And uh, I think that's been, that is the the great equalizer, man, is, is understanding that, yeah, I'm yeah. a child of God. And that's, that's just, it's what? simple, but it is, it is powerful. Well, and Jim, you know, uh, you looked. You used the word comfortable in the battle round with uh, you and John Sullivan. You looked very comfortable, like you were just going to do it and have fun doing it. And it, it seemed like it came through, even in that that short time that that was evident. That's awesome, right? So, one last thing for you too. I just think it's interesting. We just got a dog. We have five kids, and. I'm learning how, as I was the last one to uh, give in to having a dog, 
but I, I just well, and we have a daughter who's disabled. It takes a lot of time. There's, we want to do it right. Like we don't want to just yeah. grab a dog and think he'll be okay by himself. Anyway, I, the joy that the dog has when we take the food and get ready to feed him, he just follows us around. His tail's wagging furiously. He's so excited, and um, I learn. I'm learning. I almost feel like a little bit like God's teaching me. He likes to give us good things, and what what's good, he knows what they are. Uh, so it's not always just getting better things or bigger things, but just that I, I think we get such delight out of our dog's name is Moose. Like how how simple, and he's just receiving and believing that we have good for him. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if that's part part of your journey, like enjoying the that you're allowed to do this, that you, that it's a good thing, that it can be a wonderful thing for you, and as you know, because you can sometimes as a Christian, you can also sometimes put oh, rules yeah. on yourself that God didn't put on you. One hundred percent. I think <laughs> I would argue that there's a lot of rules that we put on ourselves that God hasn't intended. Yeah. Because we, I, I, the biggest thing I have felt to this whole thing is joy, that sense of pride that I feel like the Father has when not when we're achieving, but when we're we're experiencing and we're enjoying and we're attempting. Because it's the whole idea of faith is like that scene in Indiana Jones where you have to step off on the invisible, yeah. you know, rocks, and you have to actually step out in that. It's that type of feeling of stepping out beyond your comfort zone. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely think the Father just bubbles with joy when we are just being and attempting and not fearing uh, failure and not expecting success, just just doing the best we can with what we've been given and uh, and just feeling that joy of freedom of, of again, of attending, you know? That's, yeah. that, I think that's truly what it's about. And that's, I preach it, and, yeah. uh, and now to be able to walk it out. Yeah, yeah. Jim, thank you so much for taking time. Congratulations to you uh, on this experience, and keep enjoying. God bless you and your family, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll get to see you continue to advance. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, and I, I can't even tell you the support and uh, that I've been experiencing. It's it's truly beautiful, man. And then, uh, thank you. Sure thing, sure thing. Jim Ranger is his name from season nineteen of The Voice. He's one of the current contestants. We also had Dez D E S Z. Is how you spell her name. She joined us uh, near the beginning of the hour. She too a current contestant on The Voice. So if you watch the show, there are a couple of folks that you can root for. Uh, both of them, not just with their gifts, but the, and for the fun of watching their their talents. But uh, both of them love God, and so it's kind of a neat twist to be able to introduce them to you a little bit too, and get to know what's the story behind uh, where they're coming from. So as we come down the home stretch of the program, uh, want to let you know uh, coming up in the next day or so, we have a gentleman named Matt Cohen who's going to uh, be on the program. He's the pastor of a local church called City Light. And he's in Maniunk. They have several in the greater Philadelphia area. Part of what we like to do with this hour is have those local things going on. So we have a national, a couple of national guests, if you will, just today. But tomorrow or day, we figure out the schedule where we're, what it's all about. But uh, Matt will be joining us. And then just to paint a picture again, if you're new to the station or new to this, this hour, here's some of the guests that we've had on in the last, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks or whatever. Uh, former Petra lead singer John Schlitt, who's also a solo artist, a longtime member of the band Toto, Joseph Williams, a World War II veteran Nick Paleggi, who happens to be my neighbor, 97, uh, former Jeopardy contestant Steve Biddle, Pastor Steve Smallman, 
uh, former Eagle, longtime Philadelphia broadcaster Gary G. Cobb. We had Dave Peterson, who's the owner-operator of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown and also sponsor of this program and the Christmas Mortgage Miracle. We've had uh, – who else we've had on? Jason Jones. We really, really enjoyed having him on. I think he was in Hawaii when we chatted with him. He's producer for the new film Divided Hearts of America. We had uh, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, Arthur Fonzarelli joined our program. And um, Dina Carter, country music singer, U.S. congressional candidate Kathy Barnett joined us before the election. Uh, Jim Maxson, who will be leading in prayer here in a moment, also joined us with Acts 413 Ministries. Pastor Bob Oliver with the new program, The Outpouring, heard Sunday nights at 7 on WFIL. We had Pat Boone on the program and Christian hip-hop artist KJ52. That's just over the last few weeks. I am sorely and sadly behind in getting podcasts posted. Pray for me I can get that done. I do hope to have those up uh, on the site before long. But that gives you an idea of what you're going to hear when you tune in. And the, part of the rationale behind it really is that John 3.16, maybe the most well-known verse in Scripture, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so if you are listening, whether you know this Jesus or not, the Bible says he did come for you and for salvation and have a relationship and reconcile you to God the Father. So we like this program to kind of represent that a little bit. Sometimes we just chat about everyday stuff with folks. We don't get into what they believe necessarily. Sometimes it kind of comes out. Other times we go in fully knowing well, you know, where they're coming from. and We talk about it intentionally. Uh, but pray for the program if you would. Pray for the guests you hear. And be encouraged if you are tuned in to uh, consider this God of the Bible. He's worth following, worth knowing, and he wants you to come to know him. Be encouraged about that. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads a prayer next. Have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.